Welcome to the Cultivate Network Podcast, where we're digging in, digging in on Christian living, leadership, and church planning. Here are your hosts, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters. October the 6th, 2023. Welcome back to the podcast, by the way. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Good to see you. We've had a few weeks off there. A few weeks off, and today's going to be a little unique. So we're going to take a step back from the church planning series for just a moment in time because a testimony needs to be given today hmm. just uh, to give glory to God. And at the at, in the midst of it all, I, I believe that everyone will be able to hear the glory of God revealed and this beautiful testimony. So back, as I said at the beginning, October the 6th, 2023. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Man, it was a great day. Mm-hmm. Man, such a pretty day. Uh, fun day. It was a fun day. Everything going well. And then uh, for on my <laughs> side of it, uh, at the house, got a phone call that said that uh, probably my best friend in the world was down. And that their exact words was, he's non-responsive. And they needed, and they needed his wife's phone number. That's that's how my day went. <laughs> and just so happened, we've got the friend sitting right here across from me today. <laughs> Thankfully. So uh, let's just back up, buddy. Let's hear this beautiful testimony of God's glory today. So that was my day. I had a good day up until what time was that? A little after six, six something probably. Mm. I was getting ready to go to a football game. And little did we know, a race that this young man was in could have been his very last. Mm-hmm. Mm. So tell us about it. Yeah, so Anthony, I'm just going to lead off with, with saying I'm just so, so grateful. Um, I've got a, uh, a screensaver on my phone on the very front when, I, when, I, when you touch your tap it, you know, it comes up and says, glad to be here. And, and I'm glad to be here for sure. So grateful, so thankful. So going back into what led up to what happened on October the 6th, um, I've been training um, the best I could for uh, a relay race. There was 12 of us in the race uh, called the Ragnar Relay, the Bourbon Chase up in Louisville area of Kentucky in the, um, the Bourbon Trail. And a 200-mile race with a, a team of 12, so different groups had different legs, and, and it was, uh, was going to be a blast. And uh, so the previous week I had been at work in Florida, was working at our corporate offices and had some meetings all week and had flown back uh, that night to Louisville, um, Ubered my way down to the start of the race and changed clothes there and uh, prepared to run my first leg. Uh, so the team bus met there in um, Simpson, not Simpsonville, at Shepherdsville area and uh, of Kentucky. And um, well, time passed and, and uh, the baton was passed to me. And so what, I, what I'd uh, uh, had not done uh, leading up to this is probably not hydrated as well as I could have given the travel. And uh, little did I know, even though I was drinking body armor and so on and so forth, I was I was immensely dehydrated and and didn't didn't really 
realize it and, and understand how bad dehydrated that I was. So, um, commenced to start the race and it was my first leg was a six mile leg and, uh, well, well, close to a six mile leg, like five, nine. So started running the, started running my, my leg. My pace was supposed to be nine minute pace, which was pretty, you know, I can typically run a 10 K and a, and an eight thirty pace. And, you know, even, even better if, if the conditions are just right, just a little bit better than that. And so I thought nine minute pace, shoot, that's going to be easy for me. And I took off on, on, on a, on a nine pace and things were going great. And, and I, um, uh, dropped my water bottles that I had attached to my belt about a quarter mile in. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to stop and get them. I'm just going to keep on running. I'll get them later. And, um, long about the three and a half mile mark, I was like, man, I wish I'd have stopped. <laughs> and then, and so I just kept on trucking. Well, my heart rate, uh, my heart rate was fine. And, uh, but I start kept getting slower. I kept getting slower. So it went to a, a nine and a half pace and then a 10 pace and then a 10 30 pace. My heart rate stayed the same. So I thought, well, I'm going to be good. You know, I want my, as long as I keep my heart rate, even though my, I was so mad, I was ticked off about my pace being slower. And I was like, fine, deal with it. You know, whatever. I just probably didn't, didn't drink enough. And, and I'm just going to press through and, and just, just grit bulldog it the way to the, and then, then then get reset. So then I switched my watch over to monitoring my heart rate instead of um, my um, my pace because I I was so angry looking at my pace. <laughs> my pace was so bad. So I said, fine, I'm going to stay at 150 heart rate, and I could run all day on 150, you know, typically. And so um, I there, there came a point in the race that we were turning off the main road down onto a side road in the middle, literally in what would, you know, most people in the world would think is the middle of nowhere. And, um, so it was going up a hill. I don't know who picked this loop, but man, this thing was uphill like the whole way, six miles. But when I got on this side road in the middle of nowhere in the bluegrass of Kentucky, uh, there was fields and fields and fields and hills, and then there was an old farmhouse up up the way. So I was I was this is the last thing I remember. Um, so I was going up the hill, and um, the my heart rate was still one hundred and fifty trucking, and and I was so just ticked at my legs and my my was so wasn't moving. So I said, "Come on!" You know, just scream, "Come on!" That's the last thing I remember. I evidently I had I, at that point in time I was a two I was point two five I was a quarter mile away from <laughs> my waypoint so I was almost there um, but then I went down and then started actually having an active heat stroke and was unconscious um so yeah that's kind of that's kind of how I how I went down and the last thing I remember what's the next thing you remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing you remember what's, yeah. the, what's, so, what's the next thing uh, you remember well uh, the next thing i remember um is waking up in an er i uh, didn't know where i was didn't know what happened didn't know if i had been hit by a car or if i was dreaming or i had no i just didn't even had no clue and uh you know there, there's a lot that happened in the er that, that i want to share here and but that's the last thing I remember, but maybe I back up to what happened in between. Definitely going to back up. So there was this, there's this blank space here yeah. that you're going to fill in that you don't know, but this is where you've had 
And I think this is where we really get into what all the Lord actually did at this moment of yeah. time. So you're so let's back up. Now everything else from this point forward mm-hmm. is going to be second hand mm-hmm. of what happened yeah. after you have talked to folks. So sat down and interviewed them yeah. and so, asked a thousand questions. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. so now you've passed out and now what happens? Now, I just want to say this that the, the quote that comes to my mind when I think about this and, and you said this blank space in between and so and then you said that's where God moved and and it's like, well, and it hit me this quote, and I may I should write it down. I don't have anything to write down with, but but <laughs> God does the most when you can do the least. Oh boy! And and so he, you know, I was wielded, you know, uh, unconscious and uh, not not able to even you know be coherent. Didn't even know what was going on. And um, so um, there there is a, a a huge field and a ravine. Right from where I went down across the field and ravine, there's an old, um, you know, the cute little old farmhouse like you would see in rural Kentucky, you know. And um, somehow I made it uh, across the ravine and across the field. About it looks like from the way that my GPS watch and and I can look at the map and see it, it's close to a football field that that I traveled uh, there and. Um, and ended up uh, in, in the in the sight view of the back porch of the old farmhouse. And um, how I ended up there, I do know now. But I, I without the without the hand of God, I would not have ended up there. And there's a specific reason that I did end up there, and I'll share that in a minute. But um, I want to I want to pause here and kind of uh, same same time period, different scene. Meanwhile. You know, the, the old, you know, those old movies. Meanwhile, meanwhile, on North 75, somewhere probably in the middle of Georgia, there's my one of my uh, one of my really good friends, Dr. Anita Cornett. And I was with Dr. Cornett at our conference that we were attending together in Florida that week. So Doc, Doc was driving and she's really good family friends with us. And so she she texts my mom a little bit after this happened. And she said, how's Jamie's knee doing? She knew I had knee problems. And so, um, I had been complaining about my knees all week. And, and so she said, how's Jamie's knee? I've been so burdened for him on my drive home to Kentucky that, um, I had to pull off on the side of the interstate and, and pray for him. And, and, and mom said, call me. So when she called her mom, of course, you know, uh, Dr. Cornett begins to tell mom what, what happened as she pulled over and she didn't know anything that had happened yet. And so she said that, Hey, um, Nancy, what I saw, Nancy's my mom. She said, Nancy, what I saw when I closed my eyes and you know, there's these hyper spiritual people in the world that they're seeing stuff and they're talking to people all the time. <laughs> and, but no doc, doc's not that kind of, you know, she's not the person who sees stuff all the time. And so she said, when I closed my eyes to pray, I saw three angels, one in front and two in the back, carrying Jamie. Um, and they were carrying him across the field. So there were literally what happened to me. God gave that to Dr. Cornett in a vision to ease my mom's mind. My mom had no clue how things were going or how things were going to go at that, at that time. So my belief with all my heart is that God sent those angels to carry me across the field, across the ravine into the line site of the back porch of this old farmhouse. So, okay, back to the, back to the scene. 
sitting. Um, no, I'm going to back up here. Meanwhile, there was a, a medical student. Well, maybe not medical. It, it's a chiropractor student, uh, Macy. Macy is a uh, student at the Campbellsville University and uh, training to be a chiropractor. And she's now one of my real close friends. Thank God for Macy. Macy had plans with her friend on Friday night up in Harrodsburg and was going to go up there. And she was looking forward to it, had been looking forward to it. But last minute, her friend canceled the plans. And Macy says, man, I'm just going to go spend time with Granny tonight. And so she traveled over to her grandparents' house, hence the old farmhouse. And she was set down to eat. Her granny had fixed supper earlier that evening, and they had all, her granny and grandpa, I guess, had already all ate supper. And you, you know, you know, at granny's house, you still got some left on the mm-hmm. on the uh, on on the stove, and you go grab it, and it's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's what Macy did. She went and grabbed what was left over from the stove, and was sitting in the kitchen eating. And she said, she said, she told me, she said. I said to myself, why would I sit in here and eat? It's so beautiful outside. I'm just going to go sit on the porch and enjoy this evening and eat my supper. Well, as she was eating supper, she looked out and she she heard somebody holler, um, come on. And then she said about 20 minutes later, I saw I saw you moving across the field and, and I saw you go down. And so it's almost like God dropped me right in front of that back porch. There's no way she could have seen me. The peripheral of the porch wouldn't have seen me at the road. I had to go across the field for her to even know I was there. And and so she saw me fall there and I went down. Okay. Two weeks earlier, Macy was trained on heat stroke rescue. I'm going to say that again. Two weeks earlier, my friend Macy had been prepared by God for a time such as this. And she had been prepared, and she's like, I mean, <laughs> why would a chiropractor necessarily need a heat stroke rescue? Yeah, right. uh, but uh, hey, why not? Yeah. And um, so <laughs> God had ordained all of that. She so she knew Macy knew exactly what to do, and like she knew like <laughs> exactly what to do there. And uh, so she came over and. And started dumping water on me and and doing the things. You got about a thirty minute window with a heat stroke that it could get really really scary. Uh, and your organs start to shut down and things start to you. you it's yeah. You, you, a lot of people don't make it uh, through that. So uh, Macy knew what to do. She um, she said I was I started crawling when she started dumping water on me. Started crawling trying to get back to the race. Uh, I don't know. I remember any of that but she said finally i guess i just hit you know face down and um that's when dr jenkins dr jenkins was on my on on my team and the this relay race and so dr jenkins uh, shows up a few minutes later on the scene when ems has arrived around the same time and so dr jenkins rolls rolls me over and uh and he you know he said that that i was i was gray um and uh and so that the uh, Matt Cook uh, was is an also another now a closer friend than ever. I didn't even know Matt before this, nor Doctor Jenkins and or Macy. But boy, do I now. <laughs> Maybe they were my three angels. <laughs> there but, you go. but the but the beautiful thing is Matt. Matt shared with me. He said, "Jamie, I looked at him when they rode you over, and uh, and you were gray." And he said, uh, "For one of the first times." Well, he. 
I think the way you put it was, Matt, forgive me if you're listening and this is wrong, but what I remember you tell me was that this was the first prayer of faith that God would actually move in the moment that he'd ever prayed. Mm. And he'd been praying, and, and Matt's a Christian, been a Christian for many years, but you know, just hadn't prayed this kind of prayer of faith for God to move now, yeah. you know, and, and and with faith. And uh, and so they said, Matt said they worked on me about 20 minutes there on the scene, and they got me in the ambulance. And uh, he said he put his hand on the ambulance and was praying. And he said, Jamie, I'd never done that before. And he said, as I was praying, I heard the, e- the EMT tech say, Jamie, stop fighting me. and he said he knew when he heard that 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 there was something in me you know there was some fight in me i don't remember any of that so for the emt driver i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) if i hurt you um so so the then fast forward but just pause a minute just what are the chances one in a trillion yeah very low buddy that a medical student trained just so happened two weeks earlier on heat stroke Somebody crawls into her back grandma's backyard who she shouldn't even be there that night while she shouldn't be sitting on the back porch and is right in front of her having a heat stroke. And she's like, oh, okay, I know what to do. <laughs> yeah, with man, it would have been impossible. But with God, all things are possible. This is a 200-mile race. Most of this race is extremely, extremely rural. There's areas without houses within miles. And, and boy, if I'd have went down anywhere else, I guarantee you there wasn't any other medical students that had just been trained on heat stroke rescue anywhere in that 200-mile leg. No way. Sitting on the back porch eating supper, Mm -mm. ready for you, ready to help you, (laughs) ready for the rescue. No way, man. (laughs) It is only God that can orchestrate that. And and I'm alive today, and and I want want to go to the ER real quick here in a second, but one of the the things, Anthony, that that I said um, once once I was kind of able to and I said it I almost said the words out loud and I almost said God is good God is good and then as I prepared to say the words I was convicted because the reason that I was saying God is good is because I was alive and then I was there was conviction on my heart there in the moment because God almost like I mean, I'm like, I'm sitting there wounded and, and weak and God's still convicted my heart and my soul. And he, and he, and it's like almost, he says to me, my reputation wasn't a stake today. <laughs> Cause God would have been good. Had I, had I not made it through that. Amen. Right. Yep. And, and so, so it, it kind of caused me to rephrase what I'm saying, what I was about to say. And I just humbled my heart. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's humbling to know. So God would have been good either way. Um, so fast forward to – sorry, guys, I had to drink a coffee um, <laughs> to kind of keep my composure here. But got in the ER, and, and I was there. Uh, when I came to, I was at um, Springview ER in Lebanon, Kentucky teeny tiny hospital i think i don't know how many patients were there i might have been the only patient there i don't know uh there was a few i don't know heather said there wasn't a whole lot there but i'm going to tell you something don't you ever overlook a small tiny hospital you know these people took good care of me so 
Thank you, Springview. But when I came to, <clears throat> it was like, boom, like my eyes just, boom, opened up, sudden, really sudden. And when my eyes opened up, they were opened as wide as they could possibly. I didn't know my eyes could even open that wide. And and when I when I open this is going to be a little graphic. So if you if you you know I don't know, you can turn it off if you want to. But I'm just going to tell you what I went through and what I experienced. And and um, so my eyes opened and were locked open. And then um, my feet. My hands were all both drawn up as hard and as tight as they could be drawn. And then my jaw was locked open and down, like backwards. And like I couldn't literally move any part of my body, nothing. Couldn't move any part of my body. I could only look straight up, you know, straight forward, which was into the ceiling. And that was it. And it was almost like I had a pair of ear earbuds. AirPods in in my ear and I was listening to my heart and it was just I could hear my heart beating and out in the distance I could hear yelling and hollering and people throwing stuff and just I could hear rustling all around me with all the rush of the nurses and doctors and everything and uh, and I could see and I could hear faintly but my heart was really loud um and you know but at that point I I I was like, God, this is, this is scary. I mean, I was, I was, it was, I've heard people get really courageous, but like, I ain't afraid to die. And it's like, you know, bless you, bless you. Because I was thinking about my wife and my kids and I was thinking about Jaylee and her wedding. And I was thinking about grandbabies and thinking about my church and my friends and how that we had so much to do. So much work to do, so many souls to reach, so so many things I'd like to. I mean, I want to meet you. I, I remember thinking this: I want to meet you, Jesus. I do. I want to see you now. But God, just give me some more time to work. You know, it was those things that go through your mind. And and Anthony, I've been around as I've been a pastor. I don't know, knocking on twenty years now, and and I've been around a lot of people as they were crossing over, and uh, I kind of know what happens to your body. And, and some of the things, a lot of the things were happening to my body at the moment. I'd just never been on that side of it before. And uh, so it was almost like there was um, something wrapping around my feet and my legs tight, like just wrap and just like squeeze. Just, and it was wrapped around my legs, all the way up my legs, all the way up my hip. And it started moving into my, my stomach area. And I, I remember thinking to myself, well, if this gets in my chest... You know, this is this is it, and I just start. You know, kept praying, started praying, and um, then there was a peace. There was a peace, and at at that moment in time, though my 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 kidneys were shutting down, my brain my brain was swelling uh, from the heat stroke, and and all the other things that were going on in your body. You know, I was in SVT. They had just shot me with uh, some medication to kind of re- try trying to reset my heart, and uh, all these things, man. Um, and so, but then amidst all that chaos, there was all of a sudden this, this peace. I couldn't feel anything, couldn't feel any pain, nothing, but there was this, this peace that sat down in, in, in that room and it was almost just like, okay, 
I slowed down. Things slowed down. And when I felt that peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding, I shouldn't have felt peace in that moment. It was chaos. And, and Anthony, all of a sudden, I was like, okay, take one breath and fight. And I, I remember praying the prayer, God, help me. These people are trying to help me right now. And I appreciate it. God, I need your help. Help me fight. And um, I was like, one breath at a time, just, just one breath at a time. And then within a few minutes, I was able to move a finger. In a few more minutes, I was able to kind of move another finger and a hand and then a foot. And then I remember reaching up with my tongue because I still wouldn't clear exactly what happened to make sure I still had my teeth. And, you know, it was almost like God had, had just gave me that peace to, to know that it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. So, um, you know, then then I was able to kind of be a little bit, a little bit coherent. I could hear people. Could I could move my eyes around a little bit, um, a little bit. I was still, it was still locked pretty hard on my eyes, and they were starting to dance around. I guess from the brain swelling. Anthony said they were dancing around. Um, but then um, Dr. Jenkins came over and explained to me what happened, and you know, assured me I was going to be okay. And but I couldn't, I couldn't remember anybody. I was trying to talk or anything. I didn't know how old I was. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know a whole lot of anything. But then they, they brought Anthony. Anthony had had got arrived about that time. And Anthony, um, you you came in and uh, and put your put your head over that bed. And and they said, "Who is this?" And I said, "Anthony." And uh, and I don't know. I don't know what I did. You know, at that moment, I don't know. I smiled inside. I don't know if I smiled outside or not. There was no smile. <laughs> there was no smile. <laughs> So, yeah. So, you know, it was, it, but then at that point, Dr. Jenkins, which was on my team again, you know, just a reminder, he was on, he was on our team. He, he came with me to the ER, the ambulance. And, um, he called the team and said, it's, he's going to be fine, finish the race. And, uh, you know, my team, um, were, you know, they had to pick up my miles, you know, they still had 10 miles left, you know, of my running that wouldn't ran yet. So they had to pick up my mileage and they did. And, ended up finishing fourth and uh and you know it just just i would have want i wanted them to finish i just didn't even know where i was <laughs> but dr jenkins at that point when, when he did that i was like okay i'm gonna be fine it's gonna be okay um so then they um they they, they measure they measure they t- take me back to the ct scan again they get a scan on my head and my brain's still swelling at that moment my uh, troponin is almost a thousand, which it means you're like your heart is like it's just had it's it's just like it would have had a heart attack. You know, I didn't have a heart attack, thank God, but the the troponin levels are up to that level of a heart attack, and then um, and then my kidney function is like extremely extremely low. My kidneys are starting to to you know struggle really really bad, and they're like, yeah, we gotta get this guy to ICU at UK University of Kentucky Hospital. They they put me on a helicopter a few minutes later. Um, well, I'm going to back up. So Heather comes in, my wife, and uh, and boy, I, I I just felt so. I didn't know if I was going to get to see her again. You know, a few minutes earlier. So when I saw her, boy, that's when I broke down. That's a fact. That's when you broke. That's when everything changed. That's when everything changed. It's the truth. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so from my side to get you caught up <laughs> what happened in between all that uh 
when I when you came back from the CT scan, you weren't blinking your eyes and you were just staring straight up at the ceiling. And like you said, your eyes were bouncing. You could just see your your pupils were just bouncing back and forth. And uh, that's when you knew who I was. And they were all glad. Well, he knows him. <laughs> he knows him. So, and uh, that's when we told you Heather was literally right, just minutes behind me. And when Heather walked in, you blinked and you looked at her. And that's when tears welled up in your eyes when you saw her. It was pretty precious. Pretty precious moment. Pretty precious moment. But uh, one thing I remember <clears throat> up until the point that Heather got there is you talk about your hands being clenched. They were still clenched at that moment. And I remember uh, I remember reaching down to grab your hand to pray with you. And uh, when I pried your hand open, it was full of dirt where you'd been crawling. That's something. That was something. But, yeah, when Heather got there, everything changed. That's pretty cool. Man. Yeah, I did. So my hand was full of dirt. Yeah. Like from the. Both. The, both of them, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's your word, man. Yeah, so, and then, you know, I think, I don't know at what point I asked Heather what she done to her teeth. I don't know if it was in the hospital or ICU. <laughs> it or wasn't UK. Him. It wasn't him. I said, did you, did you whiten your teeth? Or, you know, I, I said, you're, <laughs> what? She's just prettier to me than she was before, oh, you know? Goodness. I said, man, you're so pretty. <laughs> um, but then, you know, on, on the helicopter, um, uh, you know, when, when I get on the helicopter there, they, uh, you know, at that point I'm real nauseous and just all the things that happen after you have all that traumatic, you know, stuff going on in your body and my kidney still, is, you know, you know, acting up, my brain's still swelling. So, um, I look at the, at the guy kind of willing me through the hospital to get on the helicopter and, uh, I look at his badge cause I'm, you know, I work in healthcare, so I'm kind of noticing all these people and, um, his last name is Couch, and my last name is Couch. And I started asking him questions on the as we getting on the helicopter, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm from Harlan County, and and we're from the county neighboring Harlan, so we ended up being long distance cousins, and and uh, <laughs> we're all the way on the way far other side of the state here." And so I was like, "Okay, uh, this is cool." So you know, we we get to Lexington, and then my provider, my care provider, taking care of me up there. The, cl- the clinician was a uh, she was a runner and had actually ran the ra- this Ragnar race many many times before so she knew exactly where I went down she knew exactly how to take care of me all these things and she was she was prepared it's almost like God put these people to you know to comfort me um, um, along the along the journey with me uh, so, you know, one other quick story, my mom and dad are, <clears throat> are lost in the catacombs of this giant hospital trying to find their way to me. Nervous wreck. Didn't know how I was, didn't know how, you know, exactly how things were going. Um, and when they get you to a room in an ICU, typically it takes a couple hours before anybody can see you because they're trying to work you up and all that. And, uh, so mom was like, oh, we're not going to get to see him before, you know, and for a few more hours and, and that time was getting late at night and uh, um, ended up with them being lost. We, we bumped into them going down the hall with the, the folks in the helicopter and kind of like we, they were like, so I gave them a thumbs up on, on the way through and that mom, mom said that made her feel, you know, feel better. And, and uh, so 
Uh, long story short now, fast forward, um, took a couple weeks to kind of get normalized, but my, my kidney functions are normal. My uh, troponin quickly kind of went back to normal. My CK levels are back to normal. And uh, uh, I don't know if I forgot things before or not. Heather says I did. She says there's no change in my cognitive uh, <laughs> abilities at all. But I'm going to say I'm forgetting some things now that I didn't before. But um, that's just me. But, Anthony, I thank God so much every day, every moment, every breath, every, every, every interaction uh, with people. It's just like I'm, um, I see things a bit different because, you know, you, you think about it, right? You, you know that it could, we're not promised tomorrow. And guess what? I'm not promised tomorrow again. I might be in the same situation and worse. Who knows? But it, it kind of causes you to stop and just understand the brevity of life. Now, I was a healthy man, prepared moderately, was dehydrated, and I probably I didn't take as good a care of my body as I probably could have and should have. But five miles wasn't nothing for me. Typically, I wake up on any Saturday morning and just run 10 miles. You told me one Friday night, Anthony, that I couldn't run uh, the what we, we call the 914 loop, which is 18-plus mile loop around uh, Somerset. And Anthony told me on a Friday night that I couldn't run it. I shouldn't even try it. I woke up Saturday morning. Heather says, what are you doing? I said, I'm running the 914 loop. And she said, you can't do that. I said, thank you. So then I woke up went out and I did it, you know, but it's one of those things that I've always been able to just push myself and, and make it through uh, with, with sports and athletics. But this time God was letting me know, Hey buddy, you ain't as strong as you think you are. You're weak. And uh, so, um, but yeah, I, I'm thankful every day, Anthony, every day. I think <clears throat> listening to the story and of course I've heard it, now a few times, but every time I hear it, I'm, I'm still taken back by just how truly wonderful God is and how everything that happened, how everything that happened, the location that it happened in, Macy, Doc Jenkins, Doc Golden, uh, Matt, uh, and then even the guys that came and saw you in the hospital, Gordon and those guys, just truly amazing at the amount of faith and the amount of prayers that were yes. going up. You yes. know what? Then, you know, uh, it really just it makes you appreciate uh, it makes you appreciate good God believing prayer warriors for Christ. Amen. That are that are that are ready to, that are ready to reach out to the throne of God on your behalf, you know, to pray for the needs of the people. I, I think that really impresses me. And just to see how God set it up. God knew it was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But he set it up. Yeah. The the love, Anthony, that's been poured out to me in. Oh, man. You know, no. And, and I just appreciate it. Uh, it's yeah. People I didn't even know knew my name. Yeah. You know, checking on me and, and loving. And, and, and these guys on this team, you know, you oh, mentioned man. the guys on the team. Some yeah. of them I never met before. Yeah. But we're brothers now. Brothers, that's and, right. And I yeah. just think, I mean. <laughs> the, the, the outreach and the connectivity and you know sitting i got a new friend with matt you know yep. matt matt we sat down for lunch the other day and and we just like we just wanted to hug each other you know because yep. we just went through this together and and yeah and, and it's just amazing how god puts people in your life and otherwise you may not even know that people care so much yep. and uh but you know it's just amazing the the, the connectivity and how that god weaves us all together and uh i didn't know so many people like me but uh, 
I did get one message that said that uh, this was a, uh, th- there's always one, there's always one religious person that's going to try to tear you down. <laughs> I did get one message that said, Hey, this happened to you. And, and until you, uh, until you uh, uh, get really stricter in your religious uh, approach, uh, you're going to, you're going to have more bad things happen to you. And I'm like, thanks for the prayers. <laughs> Come on, buddy. But you know what? There's always one. You got to expect one. But there's there's been thousands and thousands of people that have just loved us and prayed for us and interceded on our behalf when we couldn't. And there's always going to come a time. There's going to come a time when we can't pray for ourselves. Um, thinking of you know the situations in the scripture where you know where Peter's friends were praying for him, and when he was in the situation he was in and all that. So just just thank God for that, Aunt. Yeah, um, and I'm, we're getting ready to close out here but uh your first sermon back that was a really good sermon the gratitude grace and grit sermon it was really good that god gave you that and when it was over you told everybody at the church that you know you just wanted to love on them and hug them and then i mean i i held you to it after service i told everybody to line up that way you could hug them But I tell you what, buddy, through the whole thing, how great God is and how wonderful God is and to see how the Lord moved on your behalf. And I remember telling you in the hospital as you looked up at me, you probably don't remember it, but as you looked up at me, I told you, I said, you ain't done yet, buddy. I said, Mm. there's still work to be done. Mm. And I believe that with all my heart. I believe that with all my heart. There's still work to be done. But at the end of it all, it's once appointed for man to die. And then after this, the judgment. And I tell you what, it's a really, it's a, it's a stark reality. Yeah. That really, you know, your eyes can be opened up at the, how truly frail the We're frailty. Fragile, We're yeah. fragile, man. But at the end of it all, man, it's God's grace. It is. It's God's grace. It's, we're, it, we're so fragile. We and, are. And, and I just encourage, you know, the, uh, the grace, uh, you know, the, the gratitude and the grit. Those are three things that I share that, that are, are new perspectives for me or, or, uh, adjusted maybe perspectives not new but it's more maybe a little more focused and clear now do you remember uh, and then we'll then we'll cut off You're good. But, we uh, can make this two episodes do you remember your phone you used to have a different saying that was up there there was a saying that was on your phone when you started the race and then it was it was it changed to this after the race after all that happened to you there was another one saying up there because i remember you saying that is that the saying had changed when, when you first tipped up, okay, yeah. So it started with, you know, I'll let you tell them. But, I mean, literally, somehow in the midst of this, that changed. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it said stay focused before. And then, you know, after it's over, it says, glad to be here. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> so through it all, you know, this is my last comments, and I'll let you close this, but uh, keep your eyes on God and know that, Know that God, even when we don't even know it, God's working. Yeah. Even when we don't even see it, God's still working. And I, I just know that God's working. <laughs> Things can look awfully bleak, mm-hmm. and they can look really bad. Right. But the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Truly availeth much. Amen. And just, I'm just reminded with all of this of the sovereignty of God, how he, that he has his hands on every fabric of our lives and he moves things to our good. All things work to the good of those, you know, that, that love the Lord. 
that, that if I would have passed that day and I wouldn't have made it through it, all things still would have worked to my good. But here's the thing. There's now a testimony where God has weaved together fabric of lives, people that have never met before, ever, ever met, and otherwise would not have met probably, or at least interacted. Now he's weaved the lives of, of the dozens and dozens of people together in this shared testimony. Macy's never going to be the same. She's a young 20-something-year-old college student making her way through medical school, chiropractic program, and otherwise uh, she had faith in God, but her faith is strengthened in the impact she's going to make and others around, the, around her through her ministry. And I'm thinking about Matt, how that this one prayer, the first true prayer of faith in the moment that God was really going to move, Matt's forever changed. Wouldn't surprise me to see Matt preaching the gospel, just to be honest with you, the way he preached to me at the table that day at lunch. And just all of the, all of the, you know, there's now, I've got uh, uh, 520 employees, and every one of them, if I have anything to do about it, it's going to hear. So Dr. Cornett is one of my, she's my compadre in the executive suite. And and so I've, I've shared, I don't know, probably a quarter of them have heard the story now, and they're going to keep telling every team member of what God did, how God used her, how God used everything to keep me here. And, and so, so it's a testimony, right? I'm amazed how God weaved everybody together as a tapestry. So he's working on your behalf every day, even when you don't see it, know it, and you're oblivious to it. So, so thank him for it and trust him for it. We love you, and we thank you for tuning in. Until next time, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultivate Network podcast. Until next time, keep cultivating.